My name is Jennifer Down. This piece is called The Immortality of the Crab. This podcast was recorded on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We acknowledge and pay our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and their elders past and present as the custodians of the world's oldest living culture. To celebrate the Wheeler Centre's Spring Fling, we asked six beloved Victorian writers to reflect on the theme above and beyond, considering what it means to look further, delve deeper, and ask big questions of ourselves and the world around us. The following is an audio recording from Miles Franklin Literary Award-winning novelist Jennifer Down, reading her original essay for the project. This work was delivered in partnership with the Metro Tunnel Creative Program. This city is not mine. I have no claim on its land or history. But I was born here and grew up here. And now I am growing older here. And increasingly, it feels as though this place has a claim on me. There are pockets of it that I could walk blindfolded. There are tram and railway lines that I travel daily for years, and even now I recognise their rhythms. My body knows when to reach for the hanging straps, when to plant my feet to steady myself. There are streets I've never lived in, but whose history touches me obliquely. I went to a house party there once, or I dated a bloke who lived in these flats, or my mother lived around here with a cruel man. I don't know which house exactly, only that they used to walk over to Ligon Street to have gnocchi every now and then, which made her, a Dandenong girl, feel very cosmopolitan. There are, of course, suburbs I don't know at all. To pick up an item purchased from a stranger, or to visit a friend in a hospital I've never been to, I plug an address into my phone and follow the instructions of a disembodied voice. I still keep a Melways in my car, just in case. It is 10 or 15 years old, already outdated. Already this city has shifted, morphed, redrawn its edges. When I write about a place, I want to resist nostalgia, but this desire is troubled by the very fact of memory. This city and its suburbs are weighted with it. I have grown up moving through its veins, and now I'm growing older in them. And of course, my life to date is a tiny speck, both in the sense of time, history is long and this place is ancient, and in the sense of granularity, I am only one of many millions of people who have existed, will exist here. Street corners and schools and cop shops and bus stops that mean nothing to me represent sites of significance to others. A footy oval or hospital or roadside cross might be a stranger's tabernacle or shrine or wound. There are, too, places shared between several or many different people. These might be sites of communion. We were all here when such and such happened. Or nondescript locations that hold innumerable individual meanings or memories. Other people have lived in houses where I, too, lived, in rooms I've long since departed. I used to like going to the bathrooms in the old Maya building and contemplating all the old ladies' bottoms that had sat on the loo seats before mine. 
There's a Spanish idiom, pensar en la inmortalidad del cangrejo, which means to think about the immortality of the crab. It describes the act of allowing your mind to wander constructively, of being engaged in contemplation rather than idle daydreaming. I tell students that the best antidote to writer's block is forward motion. Go for a walk, a run, a bike ride. Take a tram from one end of the line to the other and back again. While you're waiting at a red light or watching houses and factories and flats and offices and car parks stream past the scratch perspex of a train window, you're still at work. Somewhere beyond the slick surface of consciousness, your brain continues to make links, dissolve them and form new ones. In this way, we keep on. Something will happen eventually. Occasionally when I say this, I'm met with a dubious expression. Mentioning the subconscious can feel like sliding slightly too far towards woo-woo. But I believe in it because I know from experience that it works. It's my only trick. The hours I've spent in traffic, peak hour on Punt Road, looking out towards the silos and the tall Collingwood flats, half thinking about a handbrake start, but half thinking about a problem of logic or plot. The years when I worked night shift, driving to work at 2.30 a.m., seeing how many highway green lights I could beat, but also listening to the same short story I've read dozens of times over, trying to work out the author's magic trick. The story was His Final Mother by Reynolds Price. I am still trying to decipher or emulate the way he charts the metamorphosis of grief with such economy. The years when I worked in restaurants, driving home at 2.30 a.m. with the windows down to keep me alert, while I listened in some telepathic way to conversations between characters I'd invented. I forgot most of them immediately. I was just glad to get home, fall into bed. This alchemy reaches beyond story, of course. In transit, we might be drafting shopping lists, sending text messages, reading books, scrolling on our devices. But sometimes we're rehearsing conversations, inventing disagreements or enemies or indignant replies, composing emails, indulging fantasies, imagining a different day or job or life. Motion is not a prerequisite to this, but it certainly helps. What helps too is tracing the same journeys over and again. I like to walk the same long route for months at a time. One day I'll decide I'm bored of it and then return some months later. Commutes are like this too, making the same loop to and from a destination, watching the world through a windscreen or window. These itineraries, however monotonous, permit the witnessing of change, however gradual. In a season, I watch hard rubbish appear and disappear from nature strips. A section of road undergoes resealing. Magnolias bloom, grow heavy, then drop. An L-plate becomes a P-plate. A sold sticker appears on a real estate billboard. The handwritten sign on the front window of my local grocery store says, Injira coming, then Injira, we'll let you know, then Injira coming soon. I keep moving through the veins of the city, keep making the same repetitive journeys. I'm noticing patterns. I'm thinking about the immortality of the crab. Something will happen eventually.
You've been listening to Jennifer Down reading her original piece, The Immortality of the Crab. It was recorded on Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung land. This work was commissioned by the Metro Tunnel Creative Program in partnership with the Wheeler Centre as part of Spring Fling, presented at venues across Melbourne from the 2nd to the 14th of October 2023. Visual artist Enoki has created a series of vibrant, visually arresting illustrations in response to the original essays. You can view these artworks at the Town Hall Station site at the corner of Swanson and Collins Street from the end of September 2023. Read the essays in full and discover more audio recordings from the project at wheelercentre.com.